How many of us can be honest and say, you know what? Lately, I've been kind of stressed. I've been stressed. People on today working in the back are like, yeah, I've been stressed. <laughs> I've been stressed. So I, I think that the Lord has given me a word um, for you that I believe is going to bless your soul. Um, it is one foundational text. I'm going to read the exact same chapter and verse from the Message Bible. But first, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. And then I'm going to read the exact same passage of Scripture from the Message Bible, Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. If you do not have a tangible Bible, we'll have it projected for you on the screen. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. If you got it, would you yell at your boy, I got it. Come to me. This is Jesus speaking. He says, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, the exact same passage of scripture from the Message Bible says, Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Can somebody say, That's me? Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and I'll and you'll recover your life. I will show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Our clause of concern and our verse of importance that is going to serve us as a waiter on this morning lives and takes residence in verse 28 where Jesus says, Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and you will find rest. I want to speak around this thought from this subject. I know it's not your typical Christmas message, but I just feel like I'm being obedient. I want to talk around this thought from this subject on this morning. This is stressful. Can I get somebody to say, this is stressful? So, Father God, thank you for this moment. Thank you for the opportunity to come together and just celebrate you. The worship has gone forth, which is the red carpet and we are asking, oh God, that you will flood this atmosphere. Let us who have came here heavy, will we leave a little lighter on today? Those who are weary, those who are exhausted, I pray that you will give them strength and that you will give them comfort. And they will discover that the true rest that we have been looking for is not found in culture. It's not found in our following. It's not found in weed. It's not found in getting high. It's not found in alcohol. It's not found in a different spouse, a different house, a different career. It can only be found in you and my prayer oh God is that you give us rest in Jesus name we pray and everybody who agrees with that prayer would just shout amen. amen Jesus said all of you who are weary you tired your eyes are twitching you laying down but you're not resting the ceiling is counseling you at night 
And ever so often, the alarm keeps going off and you wake up tired day after day. If this is you, come to me so that I can give you rest. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, there is a segment and an aspect of the creation narrative that I think we have missed. I think we have missed it and we have overlooked it because we have heard sermons about what God has done on the first day. You heard sermons about that before. We've heard about what God did on the second day. And we've also heard about what God has done on the third day. Just the astonishing brilliance of God. How he said, let there be light. And there was lights, greater lights by day and lesser lights by night. And God is so creative and so brilliant that the plants and the sun have this, this thing going on called photosynthesis and how plants are going to let off oxygen and humanity is going to grab that oxygen and consume it and then release off carbon dioxide as a waste product. And then the plants are going to grab that and then release it again so that the circle of life can circle just the brilliance of God. The amazing, astonishing handiwork of God. But there is a part in the creation narrative that I think we have missed. And that is God made man on the sixth day and then on the seventh day was a day of rest. Please don't miss this, y'all. Don't miss this. This has been rocking me for the last four months. I said, okay, I need you to notice in the creation narrative, God made man. On the sixth day, and then the seventh day was a day of rest. I believe God is revealing, us, revealing to us a principle. We were made to live from a place of rest, not live exhausted until we need rest. Did y'all hear what I just said? Don't miss it. The sixth day, man was made. Then It wasn't work immediately. After you were made, then you rest. It is revealing a kingdom order and a kingdom agenda. You were made to live from a place of rest. Not live exhausted until where you need rest. And Jesus is telling us in our foundational text in verse 28, if you need rest, I got you. If you need to live from this place, I got you. All of you who are tired... Mentally, physically, emotionally, even spiritually exhausted. All of you, all of you who are like relationally exhausted. All of you who are tired of the process. Like I said before, you're so tired where you're like, okay, God, um, with all due respect, could you please just provide me with a tracking number for what I prayed for? <laughs> That's all I'm asking for. I know, I understand that delay does not mean denied. I, I get that, but I'm just asking, can you provide a brother or a sister with the tracking number for what I pray for? And God, if you lost it, just say that. <laughs> just say that, no hard feelings. I just want to know, all of you who are pandemic exhausted, am I talking to anybody? Pandemic exhausted, like we have more mutations than an episode on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Just all of you who are tired, if that's you, come to me. All of you who are pressured, I'm talking about pressured to perform and pressured by bills and pressured by your family and pressured by your thoughts and pressured by your losses and pressured by your hardships and even pressured by your successes. All of you who have more questions than you have answers, come to me 
and I will give you rest. It's almost as if Jesus is suggesting that there is a rest, there is a peace that your soul needs that can only be found in me. Only. It's, it's like Jesus is attempting to articulate. If you are tired of living on E, I'm talking to somebody. If you are tired of living on fumes, if you are tired of living your life in a fog, come to me because I am the only one that knows how to clear the haze. I want you to have health on the inside, not just an appearance of health that you post. Because your health is always an investment. It is never an expense. Did y'all hear me? It is always an investment. And one of the most powerful things that we could do as a billboard of heaven is to give our assignment a healthy version of us, not a on E version of us. Are you tired? Are you tired of going in circles? See, the reason I feel the Holy Spirit has prompted me to do this message is because around this time of year, a lot of people are stressed out. You're stressed out, period, just due to your own self. And now due to the climate and due to the holiday season, I'm more stressed out. He said, okay, if you're tired of going in circles, if you want a fresh revelation, come to me. Because revelation is the mother of clarity. Did y'all hear what I just said? Revelation, y'all should see y'all faces. I know you weren't expecting it. I'm just being obedient. Revelation is the mother of clarity. And until you get revelation, you will continue to recycle seasons. Until you get this revelation, you'll keep on returning back to things that broke you. Pressure. Pressure. Tired. Pressure. Now, I don't want us to misconstrue what I'm saying. You're not always pressured due to sin. You're not always pressured due to betrayal. Sometimes you feel all of this pressure because I don't have wisdom with stewarding my assignments. Okay? It's not always something sinful, but maybe I'm not operating and stewarding my daily task. I am not stewarding my purpose with wisdom. Because listen, pressure stresses you, but purpose stretches you. Did y'all hear what I just said? Pressure is going to stress you, but your purpose is going to stretch, stretch you. And I felt as though God asked me this question. And the reason I said I felt this is the Lord because, first of all, I'm not that smart. And any time a question comes to me that is beyond my finite ability that causes for me to dig in the scriptures and causes the inward stillness, I know God's talking to me. And the question was, Jerry, how, how do you live a life? How do you live a life of being stretched without being stressed? Because when you're in purpose, now some of us don't even know what I'm talking about. Because all you have ever known is stressing. You have never known stretching. Because you won't know stretching until you're in purpose. Because purpose stretches you. Jesus was on the cross and he, y'all missed it. Stretch. How do you live a life of being stretched without being stressed? So I begin to study and I begin to, okay, 
That's a good question. I, I don't really know. And there's a scripture that I always regurgitate in all of, like a, every series I do, I always give this particular scripture because I believe it is the litmus test that is proof on why you're here. And that is Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 10. If you don't have it, we'll have it projected for you. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 10, where the text tells us there is a God-given task with which the sons of men are to be occupied. Now, don't miss this. This means while you are here in the earth realm, there is a God-given task that you are supposed to occupy while you are here. Because purpose is your God-given task. The only reason that you have oxygen right now in your lungs, the only reason that you have blood flowing through your arteries, the only reason that your cardiac activity is still operational on this morning is because there is a task that God created for you to be occupied with. Now, we've been occupied with porn. We've been occupied with drugs. We've been occupied with Hulu. We've been occupied with YouTube. I'm coming for your neck right now. We've been occupied with Netflix. We've been occupied with ESPN. We've been occupied with the NFL. We've been occupied with the NBA. We've been occupied with everything but your God-given occupation. So now I'm exhausted from stuff that I'm not even supposed to be occupied with. Listen. There is a God-given task. It is why you were made. It is why you have been born. It is why you, by the grace of God, will experience 2022. Because there's something that you're supposed to be occupied with. And whatever that occupation is, that is called your purpose. And that is going to stretch you. It's going to stretch you. And I wonder, maybe... We can't tell the difference because stretching expands you, but stressing exhausts you. Did y'all hear what I just said? Some of us are extending energy for fights that aren't even yours. Talk Holy Ghost. I'm being obedient. You are exhausted over somebody else's problem. It's not even your problem. Wrong fights are exhausting. Did y'all hear what I just said? Wrong fights are exhausting. God will give you oil and grace for your battles, not your mama battles, not your cousin battles, not Pookie's battles. Y'all don't want to talk to me. You don't have grace for other battles, but you have grace for battles that are yours. And your, your purpose is going to stretch you, and stress is going to exhaust you. I wonder, is it possible that we have confused the two? We have confused the two. It's dangerous when you are surrounded by people who stress you, but they don't stretch you. It's dangerous when you give so much of yourself to people who stress you, but they don't stretch you. Oh, I'm about to get in trouble. It is dangerous when we attend places, even churches, that stresses you, but they don't stretch you. And when a leader can't tell the difference between stressing and stretching, I will be stressing people out. And when they don't call, when they don't show up, and when they don't arrive to the event, I would think they just don't like being stretched. But truth be told, no, I just don't like being stressed. <laughs> That'll hit you on the way home. I don't like being stressed. Stress will always reveal a battle of wheels. Did y'all hear what I just said? Stress will always reveal a battle 
of wheels. I'm going to give you a Bible. I'm going to give you a Bible. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 22. I want you guys to see this. Luke, chapter 22. It says, Jesus went out, as usual, to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples followed him. On reaching the place, he said to them, pray that you will not fall into temptation. He withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup away from me. Yet, not as I will, but your will be done. Somebody say will. will. And the angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. Now, I've researched this. This is actually a medical term called hermodidrosis. It is when you are under so much agony and you are under so much stress where you literally can begin to sweat blood. There was an article of a five-year-old that drowned in a pool. And when they found him, he had blood vessels burst in his head. And the paramedics must, they assumed he must have been screaming under the water. He was under so much agony and so much stress that he began to sweat blood. Now, a revelation that God gave me, flesh didn't reveal this, but a revelation. When Jesus was praying, God, if it be possible, take this cup away from me. Sweat blood. God, if it be possible, take this cup away from me. Sweat blood. I believe God was answering him. My will is for you to shed your blood. Talk Holy Ghost. Matthew chapter 28. Let me give you more. Matthew chapter 26. Excuse me. Matthew chapter 26, verse 38. Then he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little further. He fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Somebody say will. will. Yet not as I will, but as you will. Then he returned to his disciples, this is messed up, and found them sleeping. <laughs> Couldn't you keep, like, watch with me for one hour? I'm going through a lot. I need y'all right now. He asked Peter. I'm like, why are you looking at him? Watch and pray. So that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away a second time and prayed, my father, if it is possible. This is for anybody who thinks that God is getting annoyed of you asking the same thing. My father, if it is possible for this cup to be taken away, unless I drink it, may your will be done. When he came back, he again found his boys knocked out because their eyes were heavy. How many of you know sometimes God will put you in a situation where all you have is you and him? The people that you're looking to, uh, just me and you. So he left them and went away once more and prayed the third time, saying the same thing. Y'all, are y'all seeing this? In this moment, Jesus, fully God and fully man, there is a battle of wheels here. He's saying, okay, God, if there's any other way, like if you, th- if you can think any other way, For us to do this for humanity, let's do it. But nevertheless, not not my will, your will. All right, let me go see if my partner's day. Hey, y'all wake up, man. Y'all see me over here. I'm like sweating blood. I'm over here. Can y'all pray? Just one hour. That's 4% of your day. Get up. 4% of your day. God, if it be possible, if it be possible for us to do this any other way, this is what I will But nevertheless, 
not what I will, but what you will. See, so I'm asleep again. All right. Me and you, God. God, I don't, I don't really want to do this. But if it's, if it's your will for me to do it, I'm going to do it. I wonder if there's anybody under the sound of my voice, you are experiencing spiritual hermandrosis because your will and God's will are at war. Talk, Holy Ghost. The reason you're so stressed is because you have a will and God has a will and they're both different. The reason you and your friends keep getting into arguments is because you have a will and they have a will and God has a will and they're all different. Could it be the reason you're so stressed on your job is because your boss has a will and the employers have a will and God has a will and it's all different. Could it be the reason your marriage is so stressful is because your wife has a will, the husband has a will and God has a will and they're all different. Could it be the reason church is so stressful is because the pastor has a will and the members have a will and God has a will and they're all different. Sometimes stress is revealing. There's a battle of wheels going on there's a battle of wheels and around this time of year many times our will is in battle with God's will and I just feel this, y'all. God is saying, listen, I'm ready to take you to a new realm. I'm ready to take you to a new height. I don't know why you're talking about in 2022, I'm going to start fasting. In 2022, I'm going to stick on my Bible read. God's like, I'm ready to do it right now, boo-boo. You can do it on tonight. You can break it up on tonight. You can end and unsubscribe on tonight. You can start your healing on tonight so that you have a snowball effect as you're going into the new year. Don't wait until a number changes. I've been ready for you to change since 2016. I've been ready for you to change since 2018 you're not waiting on me my will is just not your will and maybe you're so stressed because there's something you want to do and there's something that God needs for you to do and you don't want to do it or could you be so stressed because I don't know how to live from a place of rest now listen sometimes pressure is essential I believe pressure does two things, transformation and revelation. Like, like certain pressure, the pressure of heat and carbon produces diamonds. That is pressure that spawns transformation, okay? Then there's pressure of revelation. Like due to the pressure of a pandemic, if you lost a relationship, that's a revelation. Somebody you thought was permanent, it was really situational. And God is showing you they're not ordained for your future. But don't trip. Your destiny is never tied to who left. Revelation, transformation. Pressure is inevitable, but transformation is optional. If I was a note taker, I'd write that down. Pressure is inevitable, but transformation, oh, that's optional. And church family, I feel as though my assignment on this morning, the pulse of this message is I want us to have an epiphany. An epiphany on why both heaven and hell desire to sit on the throne of your heart. I want us to get, like, do y'all hear what I just said? Like, how valuable your soul must be if heaven and hell both want it. <laughs> I want us to have this theological understanding that once you live in purpose, you will be stretched. Okay, the reason I want us to get this is because it will cause us to stop running from discomfort. Did y'all hear me? 
The theological understanding I want us to have is that purpose stretches you. And when you understand a life of purpose comes with stretching, you'll stop running from stuff that's uncomfortable. The miraculous is not going to happen in your comfort zone. Why are you looking like that, sis? The power is not going to happen in your comfort zone. My dude, uh, the miraculous and the power is not going to happen in your comfort zone. Spiritual evolution and your spiritual intelligence is not going to be cultivated and activated in your comfort zone. It's going to take for you to learn how to rest in the Lord. And I feel as though God is saying, there's so much I want to do in your life, but will you let me stretch you? Will you let me stretch you? Listen, stretching is not unfamiliar to God. Can I prove it? Stretching, nobody said nothing. Let me ask again. Stretching is not unfamiliar to God. Can I prove it? Okay. It's not unfamiliar to me. I, um, I stretched out my arms and told the winds and the waves to shut up, and they did it. Stretching is not unfamiliar to me. I opened my arms Stretched open my arms and hugged the prodigal son when he came back from the pig's pen. Stretching is not unfamiliar to me. I told the man that had a hand of leprosy to stretch out his hand so that I could heal it. And the only people who had a problem with it were the religious leaders. Because some people get monetization off your trauma. The more you broke, the more I stay in ministry. (laughs) They don't like when you heal. The only people who get upset when you heal are those who are benefiting when you were broke. He said, stretch out your hand, and he healed him. God is not unfamiliar with stretching. He stretched out his hand and grabbed Peter when he was about to drown. God stretched out the heavens. I feel myself getting happy. I'm trying not to preach. God stretched out the heavens like a curtain, put every star in the sky by name, put every star in the sky and knows each and every single one of them by name. He's not unfamiliar with stretching. He stretched out his arms on Calvary Hill to become our Redeemer. He's not unfamiliar with stretching. So the question is, if we're Christ followers, why are we unfamiliar with being stretched? I know this isn't your typical Christmas message, but I want to give us something that'll be permeating in your soul so that as we get ready to transition into another year, you won't resist the stretching. Before I bless you, I must stretch you. Now, don't mislabel it. A lot of us have been mislabeling it. I'm stressed, or could it be you're being stretched? And when I stretch you, sometimes it's going to cost you to lose something. I'm the God of lost and found. You lost them, but found me. Lost and found. You lost it, but found peace. God of lost and found. You lost your life, but found your life in me. The God of lost and found. And any man or any woman who is sustained vertically can never be broken horizontally. I'm sustained vertically. So nothing in this life can break me because I have found the key of getting rest. So I believe on hell's demonic syllabus, one of the goals the enemy has around this time of year and all throughout our Christian journey is I want them to be stressed so that you'll never experience true, authentic joy. Aren't you stressed? This is why you can get blessed and you don't even feel like you're blessed because I try to stress you. I'm revealing the strategy, y'all. If I can't get them to go back where they were, I'm going to try to stress them out where they're at. Can't see the blessing. God is saying, I want you spiritually nourished. 
The problem is we're more caught up with externally flourishing. God's like, I don't mind you having external stuff that helps you flourish, but the reason you have stuff but can't enjoy it is because you don't have peace. I want you to have spiritual enriching. And many times our, the static in our soul is the Holy Spirit saying, I'm not being fed. I'm not being challenged. I'm not being edified. Obedience is not being followed. I need us to live a life of repentance. And what is repentance? It is chopping down the tree of our rebellion and begging for God to pluck up the roots. I want you to grow. But I care more about your spiritual growth. So if you lose out here, but you win in here, it's still a win. Preach Holy Ghost. He tries to stress you. So you pray and ask God, I want to live under an open heaven. He'll try to stress you with the mud. God, rain down your blessings. It's raining, but I'm going to stress you with mud. God, let me see your wonder. God will show you the rainbow, but Satan will try to stress you with the storm. God, I want to be a world changer. And the enemy will try to stress you with critics. The only way you could avoid criticism is to avoid production. If I didn't eat this towel, I'd throw it. Did y'all hear what I just said? The only way you could avoid criticism is to avoid production. Birth nothing. Do nothing. Write nothing. Record nothing. Upload nothing. Sell nothing. Produce nothing. Create nothing. Do nothing. That is the only way you can avoid criticism. And even then, they still may talk. So why not give them something to talk about? I'm going to produce this. I'm going to birth this. I'm going to do that. Because I'm not doing it for you anyway. I'm doing it for the glory of the Lord. Because I was made to live in purpose. And I understand living in purpose is going to cause for me to be stretched. Or could you be exhausted because you're living life in haste? Proverbs chapter 19, I want us to see this. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 2. It says, desire without knowledge is not good. And whoever makes haste with his feet misses his way. More Bible. Proverbs 21, verse 5. The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance. But everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. So I'm going to give you three things. Maybe you're stressed because you're mislabeled being stretched. That's number one. Number two, maybe you're stressed because your will and God's will are at war. Number three, maybe you're stressed because you live life in haste. You don't rest. A lot of us are stressed because we keep on subscribing we keep on subscribing to urgency that has been endorsed by haste. Now, I want us to listen. Mental management comes when we have learned how to unsubscribe from the channel of haste and learn the pace of our assignment. Did y'all hear what I just said? Mental management comes when we learn how to unsubscribe from the channel of haste. And learn the pace. I didn't even know that rhyme until just now. Bars. <laughs> Unsubscribe from the channel of haste and learn the pace of our assignment. Stress trains you to focus on the problem. And whatever you focused on will be magnified. Maybe this is why David said, oh, magnify. Oh. Gosh, I hope y'all are getting this. Whatever you focus on will be magnified. Maybe this is why he said, magnify the Lord with me. 
To magnify means to make big. What are you magnifying? If you magnify the Lord, you're like, okay, God, I'm magnifying you. I got problems, but you are bigger. I got things that are irritating me, but you are bigger. There's things I don't like, but you are bigger because whatever you focused on will be magnified. Stress trains you to focus on the problem. Faith trains you to focus on the promise and your assignment. Can I get somebody to say, that's not even my business? Everybody say it, so I'm going to say it again. Y'all going to feel awkward, not me. Can I get somebody to say, that's not even my business? Are you stressed because of somebody else's assignment? Assignments go at different speeds. So what God is doing in my life is going at a different pace than what God is doing in your life. What God is doing in Mangy's life is going at a different pace than what God is doing in Herbert's life. God and our assignments, they go at different pace. Now watch this. This is why emulation is so dangerous. Okay? Because every assignment goes at a different speed. Okay? Three reasons of why emulation is dangerous. Number one, you could end up going at a speed that will exhaust you or delay you. Y'all hear me? I'm not copying nobody else. Because if I emulate them, it could cause for me to go slower than I'm supposed to be going or faster than I'm supposed to be going. And maybe this is why you always walk around so tired because I'm trying to keep up with the Joneses. But even the Joneses, they're homeless. And I'm trying to do my ministry like they're doing their ministry. But God has a certain pace for that ministry. And he has a certain pace for your ministry. Maybe the reason I'm so exhausted in my singleness is because I'm trying to emulate my sister's marriage. I don't know why God blessed her before he blessed me. And so now I'm all out of breath. And then now when God tries to give you somebody, you can't even serve them because I can't render CPR to anybody while I'm still trying to catch my breath from going a pace that I'm not graced for. This is so good, y'all. Number two, emulation is dangerous because you'll never arrive at your divine destination. You don't have oil for somebody else's assignment. You have oil for your assignment. And number three, so powerful. Emulation is so dangerous because you will restrict your life to their next move. You can't give birth until they get birth. So I felt as though the conversation that God wanted me to have on tonight, on this morning. See, I'm so used to Thursday nights. <laughs> God, the conversation that God wants us to have this morning is maybe you're stressed because your will and my will are at war. Maybe you're stressed because you haven't noticed in the creation narrative you were made to live from a place of rest. Not live exhausted. This is for somebody who's about to spend some money and go in even more debt to try to impress somebody on a holiday. That God's like, listen, I'm your savior every day. Okay? Wisdom. <laughs> Wisdom for some of us. What'd you get me? Me? This your gift. Merry Christmas. This your gift. Uh, I got you this. That's great, but I need to, I need to get out of debt, okay? I, 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 need to, I need to stop caring about what people think about me. So I know you don't like this, but this is something that God is doing in my life right now, and I'm not waiting until 2022 to do it. I'm doing it right now. Stress reduction 
is tied to your ability to discern what is your problem and what is not. And the fastest way to burn out is by trying to fix a problem that you're not assigned to. So I'm in with this, some thieves of joy in a season that is supposed to be joy to the world. In this season, so many of us are joyless. And it wasn't just the holidays that revealed it. And I'm trying to expose it. Thieves for joy, number one, control. I wonder if there are any control freaks under the sound of my voice. Control, control. Gotta go this way. Gotta go that way. It can't be like this. Let me tell you how you can reduce your stress. Control is an illusion. You know you really control nothing? Like I'm not telling you to be lazy. Because the only pillar of your success is your grind. Like that's the only, that's the only part you control. But people purchasing, showing up, buying, supporting. You can't control that. Maybe you're so stressed because you actually think you're in control. Like you actually think it is your strength and your ability that keeps your lights on in your house. Like God is not like, I have everything strategically in, strategically in place for you. I'm the director. You're just a cast member. <laughs> I already know what scene is coming and what scene is not coming. I already know who is a good person for your life in this season and who's not. When they remove, don't question me. Question yourself on why you think that they brought me so, so, so much significance and I'm the one that's controlling your story. You're not in control. Maybe you're stressed because you got your hands on the wheel. Verse saying, God, I trust you. And I'm arresting your promise. Somebody say control. control. Write your purpose in permanent marker, but the steps in pencil. Number two, maybe you're so stressed because of your haste mentality. Got to do it. Hurry up. Girls, 20% off. Gotta, oh, after church, they said they got 50%. Everything is haste. <laughs> Culture would do it for you. Last sale up until midnight. So I got to get this girl. Oh, they got this. Oh, they got this Louis Vuitton. You saw it? You saw them red bottoms? Oh, I got to get this. Oh, them, oh, them Jordans about to drop. I got to get those. When they come out, just haste. It gives us a shortage mentality. Like as though if it was for you, you're going to miss out if you try to pursue it too late. Versus if I just stay at the pace that God wants me to stay. I'm going to run into the opportunities. I'm going to run into the people. I'm going to run into the spaces. I'm going to run into the places. But listen, I'm not, I'm not going to stand before you lie. That requires obedience and trust. Obedience and trust. A haste mentality. Number three, a thief to your joy is weighted relationships. Weighted relationships. Some people are bills. Others are investments. Can you tell the difference? Maybe you're emotionally bankrupt because who you're calling an investment is really a bill. And never feel guilty when you have to create space from somebody who is interrupting your pace. Number four, a thief of our joy, a presence deficiency. How often do you spend time in God's face? Like for real. When is the last time you sought him for real? Not because of what you needed or because of a new variant. But because this is where I find rest. Your power is found in your closet, not on this stage. What y'all are getting right now is just overflow. 
I understood this. This is not power. I don't get anointed here. That happens in the prayer closet. Presence is tied to your prayer closet. Number five, deep to your joy, could it be prolonged tiredness? It's tired, 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 not resting. No, you should go to sleep, but you got to watch one more episode. And you know, they end with like coming next season. <laughs> prolonged tiredness. That'll give you a faith with a cold. Number six, end with this. Maybe you don't have joy. It's because my faith is unanchored. I had joy until I lost my job. I had joy until they cut my benefits. Joy is not anchored. Everything in this life will fail you. Even your heart one day will fail you. But God will never fail. God will never fail. So I want to say a prayer. Pastor, you can come up. I want to say a prayer because I really do believe my assignment was to not hype you up and tell you about the gifts and a baby in a manger and all of that. But my job was to inform you God wants you to limit your stress and let him stretch you. So, Father, we, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for this word. And we, we repent, God, for anything in our life that you have been cautioning us, warning us to separate ourselves from because it is stressing us. And, God, whatever it takes for us to live in purpose so that you can stretch us for your glory, give us the boldness to do it. And this holiday season, help us to focus on you not on gifts, not on how many zeros are in the bank or what's on the table, but help us focus on you because you want us to be healthy on the inside. And health is always an investment. It's never an expense. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.